After a firefight, they killed Welcome to Forecast Roundtable, Forecast International's podcast on worldwide defense and aerospace markets. This is Matthew Beers, Airborne Retrofit and Modernization Analyst, here with Doug Royce, who covers aircraft, helicopters, and engines. Doug, there's been a good deal of chatter about restarting the F-22 production line. The House Armed Services Subcommittee on Tactical Air and Land Forces has included a provision in its portion of the National Defense Authorization Act asking the Air Force to conduct a study on the resumption of F-22 production. My question for you is, why was restarting the F-22 production line brought up in the first place? Well, there's always been calls to restart the production line uh, ever since the aircraft went out of production. It was designed to be the preeminent air superiority fighter. Uh, And there's always been some views in the defense community that we stop production too soon. Right. Um, And how does the F-35 fit into the discussion? The... To understand where the F-35 and and the F-22 fit together, you have to look at the history of the Air Force's fighter development process. There's always been this problem that if you build the best aircraft possible, it also costs a lot, and you can't afford afford as many of them. Right. Um, We saw that in the 1970s when the Air Force built the F-15 to be the high-end fighter, and they built the F-16 to be a lighter weight, cheaper fighter. Um, That positioning was meant to be recreated with the F-22 and the F-35. The F-22 would be the ultimate fighting machine, and the F-35 would offer less stealth features, but would have a high level of air-to-ground capability, along with uh, a reasonably good air combat capability. It's not really as maneuverable as the F-22. It's not really designed to do like the F-22 does, fly up at high altitude, um, be invisible on radar and other sensor systems, and just be able to take out the enemy before at a a long range. Um, What ended up happening with the F-22 was that the program took a long time to move from development to production. Right. And when even when it went into production, the aircraft required a high level of uh, modifications to right. bring it up to standards because that's one of the things the longer your development process takes. As you're, as you're developing the aircraft, technology is moving around you. Right. Um, there are a lot of modifications to the program through the years. Right, right. right. And so you end up with a situation with the F-22 where they felt, okay, this, we can't buy large numbers of F-35s and buy large numbers of F-22s together. At the time, uh, the decision was made to terminate production of the F-22. The feeling was that no other nation had a stealth fighter capability. Right. And what we've seen since then is the Russians start to develop their own stealth fighter, and we've definitely seen the Chinese working on stealth fighter programs. The question really is how advanced are these programs? Right. Um, if the F, if, if neither the Russians nor the Chinese are able to compete with us on stealth aircraft, it's really not a worry. Right. Um, but nobody really knows because the Russians and the Chinese don't exactly share their military secrets with right. you know, the Western trade press that we follow. So. Right. So let, let's say their, their stealth technology and, and their, their new age fighters you know, were up to the task. W- would that make any difference in terms of, of bringing the F-22 back? 
I think it I think it would if there was there was uh, an immediate potential threat that was right. the equal of the F twenty two. I I don't think we see that yet. And even so, what you see in the in the in the way the U S fights wars today, the kind of wars that we're having to fight are typically against failed states or countries with very weak air defense systems. Right. And we're not really anticipating fighting against Russia, even though there has been some some increases in tension over Russians act, Russia's actions in the Ukraine um, and, and, and in the surrounding periphery of NATO. So I, I think what people have to remember, though, is um, Russia, while it's got advanced defense technology and is, and is buying and spending more on its military, still remains really outnumbered right by nato and and the us and its allies in nato i mean it's it's not really a balanced um th there's no problem with the military balance there okay it's definitely in the west's favor right china it's a little harder because china's always behind everybody but they're spending more than anybody else right other sure than the united more. states right um and so i think over the long term the worry is more what happens in china in the chinese aerospace industry right uh, versus the U.S. and okay. um, and we're still in the early stages of that. The Chinese aerospace industry is not is, is not in any way comparable to what not you can find in the right, right, right. And and so and for the F twenty two, if they decided to start it, hypothetically, uh, why is it so much more expensive? Um, expensive to build or to put it back into production? I guess I guess both. I mean, I, I know that the F-22 platform itself um, per unit is more expensive than right. the F-35. Um, but just bringing it back into production, how, how much, how expensive would that be? Well, it's always, it's always expensive to restart a line. They've right. done it in the past. Um, the U.S. Air Force has restarted production lines occasionally when they had an aircraft that um, really really fit requirements and they just they needed it without having to want to develop right. um, a lot of new technology. The problem with the F-22 is it was never designed to be upgraded easily. Right. So in bringing it, if you went brought it back into production, you would probably alter the design. You might not alter the exterior design, but right. there's a lot of stuff inside the aircraft, a lot of technology that would need to be upgraded, okay. that they'd want to upgrade. So, right. Because it would be silly to, to, to build a new aircraft with technology that's five, avionics technology and sensor technology that's five to ten years old. Right. Um, that inevitably adds cost. Right. So various design changes have to be put into place. Uh, that's expensive. It's when you go to then test those design changes, it gets expensive. Okay. Um, the F-35 itself is a big airplane. It's got two very powerful engines, um, a lot of expensive coatings on the outside. Um, it's, it's considered more stealthy than the F-35. Right. Uh, far more stealthy. So that naturally makes it more expensive. Right. Stealth costs. I mean, stealth is, is if, we, if we just tried to build a fighter that, to replace the F-16 that was like the F-16, we probably would not be looking at a price tag like that of the F-35. Right. But the view on stealth is you have to have it to survive in a modern uh, defended airspace. Right. Because surface-to-air missiles are so much more sophisticated. Sensors are so, more, are, are so much more sophisticated than they used to be. Right. And the Air Force is committed to this idea that stealth is necessary to survive. Why is there not enough money for the program? I think looking ahead, the Air Force is facing a lot of demands 
on right. its procurement dollars and its development dollars. They have a bomber program that is now in development. Um, that's going to be very expensive. It's a stealth bomber. Right. And as we said earlier, more stealth means more money. Right. Um, you have the F-35 acquisition. They want to they ramp up production of that because they have to replace a number of different aircraft in the inventory. Right. You have the KC-46A tanker program. Um, which is about to exit development in the next couple of years, but you're still going to have to pay for 15 to 18 a year, and those are fairly big, heavy, expensive aircraft. Right. You have a jet trainer program. Right. Um, so, and and you're also replacing their fleet of UH-1 helicopters, which uh, service do various missions around the continental United States. So there's a lot of programs that are going to be demanding dollars. Right. F-16, F-A-18. F-15, we're looking at SLEP programs coming up, right, multi-billion upgrades. dollar programs for each platform. So Right, and it's yeah. just fitting in money for an F-22 reboot would – I just don't see it happening. It's, right. it's, it's an idea that you see floated around sometimes, but I think when the study comes in, comes back from the Air Force to Congress, right. the study is going to say this is not what we can afford, even if it's something we could potentially use. Right, makes sense. So, and in in terms of, um, I, I know other nations they're looking at the, they want an F twenty two, right? They want F twenty two fleet of their own, and there's been talks of maybe getting the F twenty two back into production in a more simplified or or dumbed down um, version. Is is that? Well, I possible? think as as soon as you dumb down the F twenty two, right, you begin to remove what makes it special, right? So, I d- I. I think we'll see stealth features on other aircraft. The Japanese and the South Koreans are experimenting and, and looking at what, what they um, can build themselves. They're also going to be F-35 operators. Right. Uh, a number of our allies are going to be F-35 operators. On the F-22, I think it was when it came out, the technologies being used on the aircraft were so advanced that the view was we don't want to even give it to our allies because right. we need to keep this stuff secret because what our – Potential enemies might know could, or find out about the aircraft um, would make it vulnerable. So there's real new use in having an F-22 unless it has all of the capabilities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's my opinion, but right. you know, <laughs> I don't know. So um, restarting the, the F-22 production line, is it even a possibility? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's likely the Air Force is – in a world in which the Air Force was given as much money as it wanted to spend, yes, it would be possible. But realistically, the Air Force looking ahead over the next decade or more in terms of funding has a bunch of different programs that they're trying to fund. Right. And I, I don't think at this stage realistically that you see a lot of calls coming from the Air Force to get more F-22s. Okay. Doug, thank you. This is Matthew Beers with Forecast International. Watch for new Forecast International podcasts. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Forecast Roundtable. For more information on international aerospace and defense markets, visit www.forecastinternational.com. (laughs) 